Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini will join us momentarily. Happy to have you with us here. Got a lot to talk about. First, we'll... uh, We'll talk about uh, high school volleyball playoffs, regional action on Saturday morning at Hedgesville High School. And, Colin, there was an upset. Yes, there was. And it was a surprising one after what we saw Thursday between the two schools, Musselman and Hedgesville, that is, for the sectional championship. And it was Musselman getting the win via a sweep, three sets to nothing. But Saturday it was a different story. Yeah, it was a different story. Musselman went on to win the first two sets, and then Hedgesville came storming back. Yeah, uh, very surprising. Excuse me. But we even mentioned that uh, Thursday when it was two sets nothing, that it's nearly impossible to come back no matter who you are when you're down two sets to nothing. But the nearly impossible happened, and Hedgesville made it possible, being the region champions now, getting that. 3-2 Three to two win over Musselman, and I—it's crazy. Did not expect it. Congratulations to the Eagles, and it shows that it's possible entering the state championship tournament this weekend. Yeah, it definitely does show that it's possible. And but guess what, Colin? We get the seedings. I believe they come out on Saturday evening. Uh, just because. Musselman lost to Hedgesville in the regional doesn't mean much, does it, Colin? No, it does not. That is correct, as Musselman still the number one team in volleyball. When you look at the uh, bracket, as you can see here on TV10 or our Facebook page if you're tuned in, and even with being the regional champion, Hedgesville is the third seed but that does set up an opportunity for us to still have a state championship uh rematch from last year between Musselman and Hedgesville yeah it does and we'll welcome Nick onto the show now and Nick what are your thoughts on this Hedgesville Musselman game that the Hedgesville came back to win in five sets well it's definitely surprising I think uh not so much that Hedgesville made it competitive but the fact that Hedgesville won the match uh against Musselman who has really been the dominant team this year in the EPAC, uh, first EPAC loss of the season. Um, and it comes kind of not the worst time to get it because they're still going to be the number one seed in the state tournament, um, still make the state tournament. So it gives you a little bit of op- optimism if you're a Musselman fan or if you're a Hedgesville fan, excuse me, that you that you could see the Eagles um, maybe win a state championship this year. But – I think overall it was just probably a sloppy match for Musselman where, for whatever reason, you know they played their worst match of the season. But if you're going to do it, now would be the time to do it because you still have the playoffs in the states. Uh, and while you want to win regions, and it's a great achievement to win regions, 
the ultimate goal is still there for you if you're muscle and winning the state championship the ultimate goal still is there and that state tournament begins i believe on wednesday is that correct colin but yep on the ninth uh, the first game will be at 8.30 a.m. Musselman, George Washington, one versus six, will follow after that. And then uh, after that game, Morgantown, Spring Valley at 1.30 p.m. And then Hedgesville, Parkersburg will follow after that. And uh, those second round games are, or I guess it would be the state semifinals, are slated for uh, that evening, 6.30. And then after that one would think around 8, 8.30. Yeah, it'll be a... Uh long day for that tournament style but i think uh the possibility and the likelihood of that possibility of a state championship rematch between hedgesville and musselman again is there i I really think that those two teams have the talent to meet up for the fifth time that we could we'll keep an eye out on that throughout the week talk about it on wednesday talk about it on thursday and maybe we'll be able to uh, see live who wins uh, the state championship because the state championship is slated for 11 a.m. on Thursday morning, so we'll have to keep up to that during the uh, the show on Thursday. But let's move on to high school football. Friday night was the final week of the regular season in the Mountain State. The game we had for you was Hedgesville, or excuse me, University at Spring Mills. University wins 35 to 13. Spring Mills ends their season at four and six on the year. A lot to build off of, and as Coach Josh Sims said with you, Colin, at the end of the game, can't say they're young anymore. They're just going to be ready to go into next year with with a lot of potential. A lot of potential and a chip on the team's shoulder now again after falling just short of the uh, playoffs, even though even with a win it seemed like because Hedgesville got the win that Spring Mills would have been left out of the playoffs again. But for the past two years, when you've been sitting at that 4-6 and mark now because you've lost the last two weeks – of the regular season it's frustrating but times are definitely changing in spring mills and as you just said spencer they have the potential and now they're not young anymore you got guys that are going to be juniors and i'm looking forward to the cardinals next year i think the frustrating part for spring mills is more so that they were so close to being a six win team this year and not having this last week matter as much uh, you know, you had that last second two point conversion that won Hedgesville that game, and then you just barely lose to, I believe it was Frankfurt. Yeah. So the Cardinals could have been six and four, and they'd be the 16 seed, or maybe even a little bit higher at 15 potentially. Um, but instead, they fall to four and six. The good thing is, they are a young team, they have a lot coming back for next season. There's a lot to build on there at Spring Mills. So. I think there's still a lot of positives you take away from the season, but it is frustrating if you're a Cardinal fan or a Cardinal player or coach knowing that you very well could have been a playoff team this year, just had a few plays here and there that separated you from being four and six to uh, six and four, what could have been your season. Yeah, And, and they were in that game against university still, so you could have at least been 500 at halftime it was a 14-7 game and then things kind of fell apart for you in the second half so they're very close I think they'll be one of the best teams next year in the EPAC because they gained some experience this year and with Max Anderson now being a junior next year you got to believe that they'll have the talent to compete with maybe not Jefferson and uh, Musselman and of course Martinsburg who's on a whole nother level but maybe they can 
take over Hedgesville spot as that fourth team. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Hedgesville, they finished the season five and five, a sixty-one to eight victory over Hampshire. Finish and get into the playoffs at sixteen. We'll break down the matchups here in a minute, but just want to go over kind of the the results from last week. We'll break down where the matchups are with for all the teams after this. But I get a sixty-one to eight victory over Hampshire. That secures them a winning season at five hundred. And uh, or a 500 season that gets them into the playoffs. And as we talked to Coach Faircloth at the beginning of the season when we were doing Impact All Access, and, and actually prior to that, he said his seniors came to him, said it was playoffs or bust this year, and they made it to the playoffs. And as he said, his expectations for his team uh, year ahead of schedule. Yeah, I think uh, overall a really good season for Edgesville. You finish 500, uh, you make it into the playoffs. You know, two years ago this team didn't win a game. Yeah. So from no wins to four wins to five wins the progress has been there in Hedgesville they've been able to spread the ball around a lot more play more of a up-tempo offense so the Eagles are getting there um in terms of winning this first round matchup we can talk about that later but uh to make the playoffs to go five and five to do what you had to do really they beat the teams on their schedule too that you would expect them to beat uh heading into the season so I think that's a lot of positives for the eagles and and they're a playoff team so congratulations to them on getting in and uh, we'll see if they can maybe be competitive or pull off what would be a huge upset week one of the playoffs that would be a huge upset we'll get into that later on but now we'll colin do you have any thoughts on this sorry uh congrats to them it was a big win and an expected win against hampshire but now since we're getting ready to talk about it they get either we're gonna want to argue the toughest matchup well, no, or the second toughest Colin, matchup. Colin, first, we're going we're we're to recap about all the games first. That's fine. And Mussman last week. Got ahead of yeah. yourself. You're getting excited. Yeah, yeah, you're getting way too excited. I'm excited. Time. It's playoff time. All right. Exactly. Number 10, Jefferson knocks off Washington 41-17. to But, Nick, you mentioned this during the postgame show uh, in your your scoreboard show. 41-17 to was not really what that score was for a while. Yeah, it was a relatively close game for a good portion of it. Um, I think at one point it was 27 to 17. Yes. So Washington was giving its best effort. As we know, it was Coach Simpson's last game. So I think that probably added to the closeness of the game at one point. And then there's a few touchdowns late there by Jefferson that allowed the Cougars to pull away uh, and really make it impossible for Washington to come back. I mean, Jefferson never, I think, had a shot at losing that game. They were always in control. Washington was just making it interesting. Right, and I think that that's kind of the takeaway from it. So, um, you know, it's definitely sad to see Coach Simpson leave the program. I thought, Spencer, you did a good job of summing up what he's meant to, I guess, us in some ways, if you want to put it that way, because I think, uh, you know, like you said, the team hasn't had a whole lot of success, but he still always took the time to speak with us and, and give us, you know, his honest thoughts and keep a positive attitude there at Washington. Yeah. So. It's unfortunate to see him go, but um, in terms of Jefferson getting that win, that was expected. I think, like we said, too, a rivalry game always leads to a little bit of a closer game than what you might expect on paper. And, you know, I saw some stuff on social media. I think it was from Spencer Powell or maybe I'm not too certain I don't want to call it, but they said this was a rivalry, which is nice to see, even though you know that Jefferson is going to win this game handedly and they have for the last few years. That Five these, straight now. Yes, that these players still think the game's a rivalry on the Jefferson side, and that's well, really good to see. Because I think, too... It's the friends from when they yeah. were growing up. 
it's that live in the same yeah. county you know it's a close rivalry anytime you have that proximity um and you know the guys that you're playing against it doesn't really matter what the record is all the time you want to beat your friends or people that you know because it adds to it it does add to it and uh washington finishes the season two and eight Jefferson finishes with the 10th seed at 7-3. and three. We'll break that down with their matchup here in a little bit, but we'll move on to Musselman. Musselman came into the week as the number 9 seed. They beat Parkersburg handedly 69-27, to dropped Parkersburg to finish their season at 4-6. and six. They come, they improved to 7-3, and three, and they get the 8th seed, which means they're hosting a ball game. We'll break down who they're hosting in a little bit, but Musselman finishes off a fantastic season, regular season with a – exclamation point victory over Parkersburg I completely agree that it's an exclamation point victory and hopefully it carries enough momentum going in this week when you get to host a playoff game also one thing to look at is I saw on Facebook some somebody takes photos for Musselman and they the Musselman football page reshares them I do believe Troy Wolston is out looks like a knee injury Mm. was on crutches and it looks like from what I saw Kobe Moneypenny also was out for the game uh, those are two key players that could help them that they're going to miss along this playoff stretch. I don't know how long they're out. We'll have to talk to Coach Thomas about it, but I saw them in uh, just with their jerseys and street clothes, and Rolston was on was on crutches. So we'll have to get the latest That's on big. that. What? That's big. And, it is and also, Rolston plays basketball, so depending on how severe that is, yeah. we're coming up on basketball season yeah. too. I mean, I know he's focused on football, but just something to think about, I guess. But they finish off the season. They move to the eighth seed. They will host a game. Uh, and then Martinsburg played on Saturday. They came in as a number four ranked team. They went to Virginia and completely dominated Bishop Byrington out of the uh, Washington Catholic Catholic, not Catholic Catholic, Catholic. Athletic Conference. Tim Tebow is very Catholic. <laughs> I guess he's got Christian. my words tongue tied there. Uh, but uh, they finished the season eight and two, seventy-two to nothing victory! Exclamation point! And uh, I really think Xerxes Yancey put the exclamation point with that strip uh, fumble return for a touchdown, and everybody mobbed him on the sideline. Yeah, it was nice to see that for Xerxes, and it, it was an all-around dominating performance, and that's exactly what you expected Martinsburg to do heading into. That matchup was take care of business from start to finish, and you can't look too much at it. I feel like almost because of how weak of a weak of an opponent Bishop Ireton was, but hopefully there's some things there that you can obviously take out of it, and maybe even still have to try to find things to improve on for the playoffs. I don't know. It, it, it's a 72 nothing game against a very bad opponent, and. Which the starters what can only you, really played one half. Exactly. What can you do from there? I think I it's guess a good the, turn up. Like, this is what we can do when we execute. Even if you know the team isn't all that good that you're playing. I, I guess the still, big thing is no, nobody got in, injured. Yeah. So. And it's good to go out there and just have like a really good win where everybody gets in, everybody builds that confidence. So then come playoff time, you're feeling good about how you've been playing. I think I think that helps. Even if you know the opponent that you played is probably not even to the quality of the first round playoff matchup that you're going to get. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, not even close. But still, you could see a similar score. You depending could see on a similar score. That's the, very true. The year, and I know obviously the score was affected by running clock in the second half too. I mean, 
it's very possible that well, that first quarter was clock. about 55 minutes long. <laughs> Actually, it was 48 minutes long. Yeah, but if he stopped the clock, Martinsburg could have won by 100. They could have broken oh, yeah. that points record that they have yet to break from. How long ago was that, Colin? 1940 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but uh, t- before we take a look at the playoff matchups, it was a great Friday night in, in high school football around the state of West Virginia. A lot of close games that really meant something and thought number eight Princeton could have knocked off number one Park South. They had an interception with just about a minute left but couldn't finish the job there. Park South gets the 49-41 to 41 victory to remain number one. That would have been a in the standings and where Martinsburg would have finished. Uh, and then Huntington upsets. Number two, Hurricane Huntington was number three, 24-21. That's another close game there. Uh, what else? What do we got? Uh, number six, George Washington beats number 14, Woodrow Wilson, 26-10. Uh, Lindsley, I don't, are they double A? They are not a part of the WVSSC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they beat Morgantown 31-20, to which, fall, which made Morgantown fall to 14 uh, that was a big win for Lindsley, big upset for Morgantown to get upset. And uh, that really changed the complexion, or could have changed the complexion of the rankings, but that, that it didn't. And uh, we got the matchups for you, Colin, if you want to put the bracket out there. Yep. Hedgesville comes in at number 16. They're going to take on number one Park South Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Uh, number 15, Woodrow Wilson at number two, Huntington Friday at 7.30 p.m. Number 14, Morgantown. At number three, Morgantown, Friday at 7.30 p.m. We'll have that for you. Martinsburg. Martinsburg, excuse me. Said Sorry. Morgantown twice. Sorry. Morgantown. Number three, Martinsburg, eight, 7.30 p.m. on Friday. We'll have that for you. 6.30 pregame show on TV, radio, and uh, WRNR TV on YouTube. Number 13, University. At number four, Hurricane, Friday, 7.30. Uh, number 12, Princeton. At number five, George Washington, Friday at 7.30. Uh, number 11, Cabell Midland at number 6, Bridgeport, Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Number 10, Jefferson at number 7, Spring Valley. That's a Saturday, 1.30 p.m. game. And then number 9, Wheeling Park at number 8, Musselman. That's a Friday at 7.30 game. Uh, we'll break this down first. Hedgesville going to take on the best, the number one ranked team in the state Saturday at 1.30. Yeah, and that was where earlier I was leaning towards is when you look at the bracket, that's the toughest matchup you got to be because it's one versus 16 but i know a lot of us would argue that the matchup that you don't want is whenever uh, you have to take on martinsburg yeah so. and uh we'll kind of look down the bracket here as the way that it sits uh so we talked about number one number 16 whoever wins that game would play the winner of number eight hosting number nine musselman hosting wheeling park that could be a good game uh musselman fell to wheeling park on the road but they've got him at home this time guys yeah, and we mentioned it on the morning show today on Rob's show that uh, Musselman was one for four in the red zone in that first loss. Now, it's very tough to turn a 27-point loss into a win the next time you play them, but like you said, Spencer Musselman is at home. Maybe they execute a little bit better in the red zone can at least make it closer this time uh, between them and Wheeling Park. But I think both teams are good teams uh, both have good quarterbacks Phillips is a good quarterback for Wheeling Park he was their starter uh, his sophomore year so he's been starting for a while and obviously we know how good Hartman is so um, I think it could turn into an interesting game it's nine versus eight those are usually the closest games in the first round so hopefully Musselman can get that win 
But like I said, it is tough to flip a 27-point loss into a win. So yeah. I, I don't know. Well, hopefully, though, you've seen, it, you've seen them before. It's your second time. We'll see. I agree. And if Wollaston and Moneypenny are both out for Musselman, it's going to be even tougher to flip that 34-7 loss into a win this time around. Yeah. But you're at home. You're on the grass instead of the turf. So we'll hopefully get to see a Musselman win, but it's going to be very tough if those Colin's two guys are has been big on the surfaces. It, it, it is. It plays a factor, it especially does. It in does. the postseason. We've seen it time and time again. It's supposed to rain Friday, too. Exactly. As of right now, the weather is probably going to change. If that's all around the state, because we're talking about another matchup on grass here soon, yeah, might um, make things interesting. Well, Park South host Hedgesville. Hedgesville travels there for a Saturday at 1.30 p.m. contest. Honestly, I don't necessarily know that we can say the number one team's going to win the game. With the way that they played the last few weeks, kind of sh- I still think they beat I Hedgesville. Think they I think it could be closer than some think, though. I'll agree Maybe. to that. But. but I still think they probably win by two or three scores. Yeah. Colin? I, I agree. I- I'd love to see Hedgesville win, but I feel like just the offense that Park South and the capability that they have – well, like they put especially up 78 on half, university, especially in the second half, put up a lot of points. Maybe it's close in the first half, but just the way, unfortunately for Hedgesville, that a lot of the guys have to play both sides of the ball, they might get tired. Yeah, and then we'll just move on and talk about our the matchups in the EPAC, and then Friday we'll have a AAA or class AAA playoff preview show. It'll be an hour and a half long, like we did last year. Uh, we'll go to the other side of the bracket now as. The, it's Huntington at number two, hosting Woodrow Wilson Friday at 7.30. The winner of that game will play the winner of Jefferson at Spring Valley, which is 10 at 7. That game is set for Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Um, depends on the rain situation there. I think it could be two totally different games. I mean, Jefferson's used to playing on turf, uh, but uh, they go you know, they go to Musselman and Hedgesville. That's grass, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But I, I think Jefferson potentially if they can put it all together could be a team to upset number seven spring valley yeah they have the athletes on the outside and in the secondary defensively but it's at spring valley we know the environment there and the field conditions there can wreak havoc and i still because of those two things might be leaning towards spring valley even though this is not a typical spring valley team that you're used to seeing yeah I'd say this. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. <laughs> it's a good Dylan transition. Was right. Um, but anyway, Spring Valley started the year, you know, looking like your typical Spring Valley team. But as of late, haven't really. They only beat South Charleston seventeen nothing. Lost to Cabell Midland twenty one to seventeen. Beat up on Capital, but everybody does that. The big loss here. A loss to George Washington, 39-27. Yeah. And then only beating Parkersburg by 16. I think there's some concerns there. If I'm a, I would say there looking at Spring Valley there. this year, that maybe they're still a really good team, but may not be that dominant team that we typically see. Jefferson could go on the road and get this win. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. But I, I still would favor Spring Valley because we know they're a big physical team traditionally. I'm not certain if they've had some injuries or what, but it just seems like they've kind of dropped off a little bit over these last few weeks compared to what they normally are able to do. 
yeah, well, and what they were doing at the beginning of the season. We'll see more of that. We'll hear, hopefully, from uh, some broadcasters from down that side of the state to talk about them on Friday on our Class AAA playoff preview special show. Uh, but our our Bulldogs that we call here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, the official home for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, they're hosting number 14, Morgantown. That is set for a Friday at 7.30 kickoff game. Uh, I think Martinsburg's going to roll through this one. Yes, I agree. I agree as well. It'll be a fun one to call. All right. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons, again, will break down all the playoffs throughout the whole week. We'll break down volleyball on Wednesday and Thursday as well. But uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We'll be back and talk uh, big weekend for Tyson Bajan and the Shepherd Rams. We'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break. You're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevens Street, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Hi, I'm Aiden. And I'm Keenan, And we are Sahara Dry Basement. Are you tired of getting water in your basement every time it rains? Or worse, even when it doesn't. Water leads to deterioration and costs you money. Call Sahara Dry Basement and let's work together to fix your wet basement problems today. We use the best products available and we are so confident in our work that we give you a lifetime guarantee. That's right. The first time or the follow-up visit is on us. We also do crawl spaces, dryer vent, and duct cleaning too. To learn more, go to saharadrybasements.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. If Colin puts, or if Nick puts, <laughs> Colin, that's not us. What's going on? Falling apart, Colin, because you decided apart. to play musical chairs with we're me. Playing musical chairs I'm sorry. here. Sorry, uh, I thought you were good at that game. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll f- 
not talk disappointing. Or I will do that next segment. This will be one whole segment just for Shepherd Rams football. Uh, they get the win on Saturday at East Stroudsburg, but that's not the story of the day, Nick. As Tyson Bajent, uh his five touchdown passes on the day give him give him 151 for his career to pass the NCAA Division II career mark that was held by East Stroudsburg's head coach Jimmy Terwilliger when he was there 03 to 06 at 148. Nick, very special day for Shepard and Tyson Bajent. Yeah, it was. Uh, but it could have been the story of the day was winning the game because they were down 14 nothing. They were. So a slow start. A loss would have put you back in those regional rankings, uh, presuming you're able to win the conference championship. But in terms of Tyson Bajant, um, you know, anytime you break a record, that's, that, that, that is that significant. The D2 touchdowns record, it's pretty cool. And then for it to happen against the coach that held the record as a player i mean that's just weird and just awesome too in the same way um so you know tyson bajan's had an excellent career he's probably going to go on to the nfl and hopefully do great things there too but um just been really cool to see him as a player these past two years uh and you know, break both of those records and still has a chance at a few more like yardage and uh, just the overall college football record for touchdowns at any level is something that he also has a shot at depending on how far Shepard can make it into the playoffs. So uh, just an incredible achievement and definitely a weird situation there going up against the guy that holds the record or held the record. Yeah, must have been a cool thing. I I, uh, I saw a picture of them yeah. together. That was pretty cool. I, that's what I heard. I heard after the game they uh, had an extended time meeting at, at center field, at midfield. Just must have been a pretty cool yeah, thing. Yeah, I think they did that at the end, and then I think even during the game when it happened, they might have met at the 50-yard uh, line, I think, is what I heard as well. So. Yeah, I saw on Twitter from uh, Rick Kozlowski, the Martinsburg Journal, that uh, that tying touchdown, they, they got the football, obviously. Mm-hmm. But it was an East Stroudsburg football. The tying one or the... The tying one apparently was an East Stroudsburg football. I don't know why. That's what Kaz put on his tweets and a Must picture have, of have uh, accidentally... Mixed up the Forgot ball. to switch the ball. <laughs> I don't know. Weird. I kind of thought that was funny. Um, but then he goes and breaks the record on a touchdown pass to Brian Walker uh, right up the middle. And I think it's cool for Brian Walker to catch that touchdown because they seem to have been a very good connection this year. And they're both seniors, so they've both been around together for a while. Uh, so definitely a, a good guy to throw it to. The only thing that would have been cooler if it was down the goal line and Michael McCook caught the touchdown <laughs> pass. That would have been the only thing that would have been cooler, I think. I think. E.J. Morgan kind of would have been cool because he hasn't scored it, yeah, a touchdown yet. Scored. So his first touchdown, touchdown is uh, yeah. the one that breaks the record. That would have been kind of cool. But it was right down the middle. It's a lot of great options on yeah. the Shepherd team. It was right down there. the middle to Brian Walker, though. And uh, Colin, we got a special announcement. That yeah, record-breaking it, it's going to be cool that uh, for the show tonight because we saw on Twitter that Travis has the ball that Tyson threw to break the record, and we'll have that at the Neon Moon. Yeah. So stop on by for Monday Night Mayhem from six to eight p.m. at the Neon Moon to. Say hello, say congratulations to Tyson as well on breaking the record, and uh, the football will be there. Maybe uh, if you can 
beat Travis in an arm wrestling contest. No, maybe let no, you, uh, no, no, Get a picture with the okay, ball. Okay, get or a picture with the ball. Maybe even touch the ball if you can beat Probably him. Probably not touch wrestling. the ball. Don't don't put that out there for him. That's his but football. Nobody's going to beat him in arm wrestling. That so. is true. You're right, but you never know. Some I, I was making the joke could, earlier. Some with, big guy bigger than no, Tyson no. could walk, or excuse me, Travis could walk no. in and just say, you know what, I challenge you. I, I was making the joke earlier. Which one is more likely? You to win the Powerball tonight, or you to be able to beat the beast in arm wrestling how about, tonight how about at the Colin? Neon Moon to win $4,000? Colin, you know it's your turn tonight? Is it my turn tonight? Remember we talked about I that I wanted last it to week. be Dylan's turn tonight. I don't know if Dylan will be there. Uh, but we'll have well at Colin's from Wyatt Pelicano, the offensive yes. lineman, will be on the show. We'll have Coach Ernie McCook at some point today. Uh, with they get a day off for Election Day tomorrow. And then we'll also have the Shepherd Rams social media team. Yep, it'll be a fun show. So tune Come in. On. It's only on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube tonight because of Mountaineer basketball on the radio side of things. So we'll talk about that later on. But it was a fun one for Shepard to not only have the record breaking, but continue an undefeated regular season. And we'll ask Tyson about that because I know that's very special to him as well because it's something that he has not had during his Shepard career. Yeah. And uh, the PSAC championship game is this Saturday at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, slated for a 3 p.m. kickoff. We'll be there for the broadcast on WRNR-TV on YouTube TV 10. It'll be a 2.30 pregame show. Nick, uh, get us uh, set for the early setup for the PSAC championship game. Well, Shepard did go to IUP last year, and I think the final was 38-13. to 13, So uh, the Rams have been there before and have taken care of business before but typically IUP is one of the best programs in the PSAC one of the reasons Shepard made the move to the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference was to play they beat them 37 to 21 okay that's pretty close you were but you were I off just, by a touchdown there yeah. pretty much but uh thank you for the confirmation on the score but um gotcha <laughs> IUP is one of those programs that Shepard wanted to play uh and wants to be in the spotlight with typically one of the best teams in Division Two and in the PSAC. Um, I think they'll provide a good challenge. I would favor Shepard in this game to get the win, but it could be close. It's a different IUP team from a year ago. They got a new quarterback, and uh, they've been pretty good, but have also had you know some losses that st- or their one loss kind of stands out there to Gannon. So but while Gannon's, Gannon's a much really improved- good this year. They have been a much improved team, but I still think that Shepard's obviously better than Gannon, so we'll see. All right. Well, that'll do for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just appliance store any longer. Cabinets, designer beddings, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated, located right here in Martinsburg at 360. Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more. Um, on the other side of this break, we'll talk WVU uh, football. Maybe we can toss up some speculation because there's been a lot of speculation on social media uh, over the weekend after the loss that they had on Saturday. Also uh, talk Marshall's win over Old Dominion as well as Mountaineer basketball getting going tonight. I know a lot of people are happy about that because they're projected to have a good season. We'll talk about that when we get back after this two-minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a Platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, 
not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be this football season. Join us Fridays for Martinsburg Bulldog games, Saturdays for Shepherd Rams and WVU games, and every Monday, Thursday, and Sunday nights for the NFL primetime games. We still have steak night every Wednesday, shrimp nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. So come on in and enjoy the Palace Lounge. We're located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. What came first, the chicken or the egg? No matter what you think, you can have it either way. Rock's new bagel croissant and chicken waffle breakfast are made fresh every morning. Rock's local market. Rise and shine. You'll be late for work. Good morning, sleepyhead. Have a good one. Rock's new bagel croissant and chicken waffle breakfast sandwiches are made fresh every morning. Rocks local market. Now back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. We'll talk West Virginia Mountaineers football. They lose ugly 31-14 to Iowa State on Saturday. Uh, you saw Garrett Green get some time at quarterback, went 4-5, for 43 yards and a touchdown. JT Daniels, 8 for 22, 81 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Johnson leading uh, the running back core. He had 12 carries for 48 yards. Garrett Green got some time at running back as well. Five carries, 27 yards. Uh, 38, three catches and 38 yards and a touchdown for both Sam James and Bryce Ford Wheaton. Uh, but the Mountaineers come up short once again. They fall to 3-6 and six on the season with three games left to get bowl eligible, Colin. Yeah. He threw for 443 yards. That would be quite the day. On four, 43 yeah, yards. Yeah, that, four for five, 43 yards. It just messed Hunter up. Hunter Deckers, the passing or the quarterback for Iowa State, went 24 of 36, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, their running back had Dion Sellis, had six carries for 77 yards. Kacharvius Norton, 18 carries for 69 yards, two touchdowns. They had Xavier Hutchinson go 10 catches for 123 yards. WVU just has not looked good on the road. Yeah, the said rumor. that before the game that they've really struggled offensively and that continued against Iowa State. So I guess uh, you can be happy that two out of the three remaining games are at home, but two out of the three are against ranked opponents. And the other one is Oklahoma, who you've never beaten in conference play. 
We've got some interesting. Colin, I would make the news. argument that WVU just has not looked good. Hey, mm-hmm. we've got some breaking NFL Home news. Home away, neutral site. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, we've okay. got some hey. breaking NFL news per Adam Schefter one minute ago. Okay, this better be really important. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. So we got the word where I was going to talk about it later on in the show that uh, Frank Reich officially out as head coach in Indianapolis. Their interim head coach, they're naming former six-time Pro Bowl center and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Is he on the coaching staff? He is. Saturday has been a consultant for the team in its ring of honor. and He's in the ring of honor and, honor, and also was the head coach for Hebron Christian Academy in oh, wow. Dacula, Georgia. So he's, he's ready to come in and coach an NFL team. Apparently, he's going to come in and coach an NFL team and not be an assistant to get. That's weird to me. That is. That's that is, big that is very weird. I don't know if it's big news because the Colts suck, but Jeff Saturday is a guy that should have changed his name to Jeff Sunday. <laughs> All right, let's get back. And now to we WB. should do it. Now that he's a coach, we'll, we'll we'll break that down later on in the NFL segment. But uh, that's all I really got to say about it. West Virginia football—they got uh, who do they have this week? Oklahoma. Are they still beating the Sooners, Colin? Yes. Oh. They got the Sooners at 12 p.m. The broadcast will begin at 9 a.m. The rumor mill, though, since the weekend, has been that Neil Brown to get fired as early as today. Uh, I guess they have a Board of Governors meeting on set for Friday. Uh, So if they lose on Saturday, maybe they call an emergency one next Monday and fire him. No. Why do you not think it's going to happen? It's a lot of money. You only fire him? The Diamondbacks owner is going to... Pay the payoff. Where do you see this? Because it's on the message boards, Colin. Message boards are BS. All the boosters, all the boosters post on there, so it's true. Everything that you see online is true. If somebody that is relevant is on there, but it's not somebody relevant that's posting about it. (laughs) You're full of it, Spencer. (laughs) Well, the boosters do kind of control the program. Yeah, they do. Yes, but it's not the boosters posting it. It is fake accounts. We don't do you don't know, know that. You don't know that. Have you seen this whole thing on Twitter where everybody's like changing? All the verified people are trying to fake people out. Yes, it's kind of funny, but also kind of weird. All right, uh, Marshall gets the win, twelve nothing over Old Dominion. The offense much in much non-existent. Kalen Labor in another hundred yard day, thirty one carries, one hundred thirty nine yards. Uh, Cam Fancher, the I guess starting quarterback rest of the year, 13 of 25, 89 yards, two picks. All 89 yards. Uh, ran the ball 836 yards. Uh, it was four cool. out of five field goal day for uh, their field goal kicker in uh, Reese Vierhoff. 80% long of 33 yards, gets all 12 <laughs> points. The Mount, or the Thundering Herd uh, shut out the Monarchs, improved a 5-4, and four, one win away from uh, eligibility in, for a bowl. They have App State this Saturday for the Memorial Game, 3.30 p.m. Nick, not a good outlook. No, probably not, but Marshall does play better usually on the Memorial Day game, so maybe the magic there can happen. But something crazy is Laybourne has had a ridiculous amount of carries. He already has 230 carries in nine games. That would rank him ninth in the NFL in carries last season. <laughs> the man, the 235 guy, Hey, carries, a guy that wasn't me. even supposed to see the field. Yeah. yeah. The man just gets the football. The guy that got kicked off the team at Florida State. And can't score touchdowns. He's, he scored 13 of them this year. So yeah. Last game. No, he didn't score any last game, but... 
You can't defense is really good though. Works. Defense is really good. No, well, I wouldn't say also sucks. So let's not. All right, hype up this win too much for the thing exactly. I heard. But right. but a win is a win. A win is a win. Let's move I'll on. I agree to, to that. To uh, college hoops, West Virginia gets their first game of the season tonight as they host Mount St. Mary's. Colin, I bet you're happy that WVU hoops is starting for as bad as the football teams decided to be under Neil Brown. Yes. You can tune Please. into the. You can tune into Bob the game. Huggins, get this team to the be good again. The basketball team wasn't good last <laughs> Make year. Make West Virginia great again, Bob Huggins. Please. <laughs> you can we tune into it. the game. Six well, p.m. on Talk Radio WRNR. Seven p.m. tip off. We need it. Make them make them good again. Because they haven't won anything significant for them to be great. All right, we've got to take our final break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk NFL. Commanders lose a close one to the Vikings. Knicks got thoughts on tonight's Ravens game. We'll take about, we'll talk about that. Excuse me. We'll talk about that. We come back. We wrap, <laughs> we wrap up today's edition of the Sports Mix after this. Do it a break. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices, and we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. It's playoff time in the Mountain State as the quest for the 10th state championship continues for Martinsburg. Morgantown steps forward as the first challenger to the Bulldogs' state title defense. Diallo gets the snap, rolls out to his right. Martinsburg sends the pressure. He hits as he throws to the far sideline, in and out, and caught by Jameer for the interception. Tune in Friday night at 6.30 as your Martinsburg Bulldogs play host to the Morgantown Mohegans. And it's all right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix, your Monday, November 7th edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today as we wrap things up. 
Excuse me. I don't know. I just like got choked up. I guess. Not too sure. I got. You're just getting throat. emotional. Getting emotional. I guess. Commanders lose an emotional game, twenty to seventeen, to the Vikings. Vikings now a quiet seven and one, but the Commanders uh, would score at one point ten straight points to take a ten to seven lead, and then thirteen straight points from the Vikings. Uh, or 13 points from the Vikings to take the win, 20-17. Commanders fall to 4-5. and five. Uh, Not a great day statistically uh, for Taylor Heineke. 15-28, 149 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Again, the ground attack just kind of not really there. Uh, 44 yards for Brian Robinson, 36 for Gibson. Armari, Armani Rogers gets an end-around play, gets 24 yards on one carry. And uh, Dax Milne scores his first touchdown reception of his career. Curtis Samuel had more uh, yards receiving than Terry McLaurin did. But Terry and McLaurin Curtis Samuel catches. was like the best running back for Washington. Yeah, he did average six. He only had one rush, though. It was a good one. It was a good one. The defense for uh, the commanders, though, continues to show out. What is it? I think they got three sacks in the game or two sacks. One from Benjamin St. Just off the edge. Jerron Payne gets in a lot of quarterback pressures in the ball game, But ultimately, the commanders fall, uh, and the Vikings are a quiet 7-1 team in the league. It's definitely weird. The NFC, though, has just been bad. So it's yeah, it's hard to evaluate these teams because you have – the NFC West has been really bad. Like somehow Seattle's, what, 6-3 and three now, 5-3. Yeah. They're going to face the Bucks in Germany next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. And the then Bucks, the South, odd team. every team in the South has a losing record. Yeah. Everybody else besides the Seahawks in the West, I believe, is 500 or worse. So um, it's just not been a good year in the NFC. And the Eagles and the Vikings, I guess, are the two Super Bowl contenders. But it's they're 7-1 and 8-0. and It's like... Do you really see them winning a Super Bowl? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it's been a weird year in the NFC. It has, and it's frustrating being a Washington fan when that was a winnable game. You're up by 10 in crunch time in the fourth quarter. You light up a touchdown, you're like, okay, that's fine. But the pick was more frustrating because when you look back at that play, Heineke had two guys underneath wide open. And instead, he tries to throw it to a different receiver, overthrows him, and that sets up Minnesota to take the lead. And it, it, the penalty as well, you got to be better. Yeah, you got to be better. But uh, let's get Nick some time to talk about his Ravens. Yeah, on Monday I think night football tonight. The Ravens are obviously in a weird situation tonight in terms of injuries. They've had they got Mark Andrews out, Bateman's out for the year, so there aren't a ton of weapons there for Baltimore tonight. Gus Edwards is out as well, but they kind of already dealt with that in that win over the Bucks. so I still have confidence that the Ravens get this win. Uh, obviously, Roquan Smith comes over to help the defense out, and if you want, like, a sneaky touchdown score, I'm going with Patrick Ricard tonight. I'm, I'm going with the Deshaun answer, Jackson. The fullback, because the they Sean don't Jackson. have anybody else to throw the ball to, so why not the fullback? All right, uh, I'm going to go with one-yard Michael though. McCook style. <laughs> I'm going to go with Deshaun Jackson's sneaky touchdown score. Yeah, he's got to be active first, but he should be. He should be. I think uh, Harbaugh said he had a great week of practice last week. 
So uh, we should see. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tonight, Monday Night Mayhem, live from the Neon Moon, 6 to 8, only on TV and WRNR TV on YouTube. And then the Mountaineer men's hoop season co- opens up against Mount St. Mary, 6 p.m. pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off. And that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Puy saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight for Monday Night Mayhem and tomorrow for another edition of the Sports Mix. Proud to support our local community and bring you the latest local news, local weather, and local sports. Talk Radio, WRNR Martinsburg, Hedgesville, Falling Waters.